The following podcast contains spoilers for The Untouchables. The Untouchables. The Untouchables. You have been warned! everybody and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your baguette of a host, Miguel Magusto. Baguette. Mm. Beef. Mm. Paris. Paris. Enchanté. Mm. My little crusty croissant. How <laughs> are you, my friend? <laughs> it's croissant. It's croissant. Cro- I'm croissant. I'm good. How are you? Uh, dude, I'm... I don't know. I thought... Like, I looked outside, and I, I realized it's just another day. So, like, oh, that's crazy. Here we are. <laughs> that's that's how time works. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Especially when you got nothing going on. Yup, same, same thing. But <laughs> since you got all this free time, have you watched any movies? Oh, my God. Let me tell you how many movies I've watched. This is actually an insane week, because I kind of went above and beyond, right? Oh, this is going to be one of two ways. Either you're telling the truth... Or you're setting up a lie here. Oh, I always lie. So, like, what's the point of even trying? Yeah. <laughs> I watched two movies. <laughs> oh, wow. One being the movie we're obviously going to be talking about. Uh, I have no idea what you do with your free time. Like, I know I, you do your your Twitch streaming and everything. Yeah. But like, it's crazy. Because, like, have you ever watched Paint Dry? Yeah. It's Is like that what it's like watching you on Twitch? Lately. Yeah, I mean, what else would I do? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty much what I do. Either that or stare in a mirror, and that's the same thing as watching paint dry. So that's true. That's true. Uh, I actually had just finished watching the Truman Show, rewatching, mm. shall I say, the Truman Show, because it had been a little bit since I seen it, and I was like, I need some Jim Carrey in my life. Uh, still, is a fantastic film. Yeah, and I can't get over how good it is ever. It is very good. But yeah. my friend. How how is your repertoire of movies? Repertoire. Well, <clears throat> I saw uh, nine movies in total, <laughs> four of which were in theaters. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I bet you're a jelly monster. Uh, I was invited to it, and that does, does make me jelly. Yeah, and you, you said, nah. Mm-hmm. I did, because I don't want my boy to always be spending money on me. That's fair. Because I have no that's money. Fair. Um, but the first two I watched were both Ingar, Ingmar Bergman movies. Uh, you know, I got that that collection from the Criterion Collection of all his films. Uh, Dreams and A Lesson in Love, both from the 50s. Both are kind of romantic films mm. uh, from a Bergman lens. And both are pretty solid. I, I enjoyed both of them. Um, you know, they're classic films that are in Swedish. So there's not much I can say about them. <laughs> they they were mind blowing, but I enjoyed them. Okay. Uh, then start. Uh, John Clark and I did a little movie marathon in uh, Tower a uh, Water Tower Cinema in Lansdale. Ooh. Uh, this is fun, where my jealousy story. starts to ensue. Yeah, fun story. It's called Water Tower Cinema because there's a giant water tower there. Oh. Like the entire time I was trying to figure out why it's called Water Tower Cinema. And I then would we, have just assumed Warner Brothers owned it or something. Yeah, we went to go uh, get lunch and 
I hadn't seen it when we drove up to it, but like while we were leaving to get lunch, there was a giant oh. water tower that was accessible from the parking lot that I should have seen when we got there, but I did not somehow. Not um, but anyway, the first movie we watched was News of the World with Tom Hanks, uh, where he is a guy that just goes around the Old West telling people the news, and he finds a German girl whose parents were killed by Native Americans, and she was thusly raised by Native Americans, and kind of just him trying to help her navigate the world and everything is really cool and interesting, and yeah, solid, good feel movie. Okay. Uh, of course, as you expect with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Then we watched Promising Young Woman with, oh my God, why can't I not remember her name? Uh, Carrie Mulligan and uh, Bo Burnham is in it as well. Bo Burnham Interesting. surprised the hell out of me. He's really good in it. Um, okay. And uh, it's a really solid film. It's a really dark comedy, as you probably could tell from the trailer. Uh, you know, it's, for those of you who don't know, it's about this woman who kind of goes on revenge for all, uh, like against all men who take advantage of girls and, mm. and women uh, when they're drunk and, you know, it's it's a really fun but also dark film. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really think a lot of people should check it out. Uh, Bo Burnham shocked the hell out of me. Uh, I'm not going to say any more than that, but he's he's just incredible in it. Yeah, I don't um, think I've seen him act in anything besides the one comedy movie we watched. I can't remember the name yeah, of it. Yeah, this was like the first one where he, like, he was definitely funny, but he yeah. played it like he's a pediatrician in it. So he's okay. like relatively straightforward. And also Clancy Brown plays uh, her father in it. So Mr. Krabs. Uh <laughs> Uh, then we watched Monster Hunter, which was fucking terrible. Uh, I would imagine. Uh, John Clark loved it, of course, because yeah. he was. I I just could not get over the editing was horrible in it, mm-hmm. and I hated it, and I hated everything about it, and I didn't like it at all. Ron Perlman's in it, but looks like some kind of weird character from the musical Cats. <laughs> uh, but like he's a human, but he looks like he's part of Cats, yeah. the stage version, not the weird movie version mm-hmm. uh and yeah i just have zero things to say about monster hunter that are, are positive there was one line at, or reaction that i liked um but that was about it there the main characters dynamics uh tony ja and mila jovovich their dynamic was good that's probably the only nice thing i'll say about it yeah uh the rest of it's just garbage and i you know can totally i know skip the it. the monsters Pretty much, at least from what I saw from the trailers, I'm I'm probably not going to watch the movie myself. But the monsters have looked pretty, uh, pretty well compared to the the video game. Obviously, Monster Hunter. Yeah, I mean the the effects were good, but yeah. like that's literally the least you can ask for in an action movie. Yeah, like but from a video game movie, that's that is what you could ask for. That's true. So uh, I'm just not impressed when effects are good because they should be good in everything. So. Like, that's not going to impress me. Um, then I watched The Constant Gardener, a film from 2005, uh, which was directed by the director of City of God, the Brazilian film, for mm-hmm. those of you who know it. Uh, his name is Fernando Mireles, I think is how you pronounce it. It's got uh, Ray Fiennes and Rachel Weiss, uh, Danny Huston, Houston, however you want to pronounce it, and Bill Nye. Um 
it's just a you know it's a, it's a really solid film a, a nice little uh, mystery thriller there Ooh. um scandalous yeah and I enjoyed it uh I don't think it probably deserves the praise it gets because it's, okay. it's it's it, it's it it I don't want to say it didn't age well but like I could see it being impressive for the for time, time but it's not yeah. impressive anymore Okay. If that makes sense. But it's still a solid film. Uh, then I watched The Untouchables, we'll get to in a minute. And then I watched The White Tiger, which is the newest film from Ramin Barani, uh, mm-hmm. who directed 99 Homes and a few other films. He did the uh, the TV film for, uh, Fahrenheit 451 with uh, Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon. This one is a... Uh, it's essentially like... Slumdog Millionaire meets um, Wolf of Wall Street, and I don't mean like Slumdog Millionaires, and they're both Indian. I mean it's like it's a yeah. it's it's about like the class system and how people treat lower class people. Okay, uh, in in India. So I guess in a way, yes, it is about India, but it's more about the classist system that I make that comparison. Um, and then uh, you know the way it's kind of told is kind of like the way Wolf of Wall Street is told. Yeah. Um, and it's got even with uh, all the drugs, not not so much the drugs, no. <laughs> uh, but it's got uh, um, Raj Kumar Rao, who was the lead in Stree, the Bollywood movie we, horror movie we watched. Yes. Uh, he was phenomenal. He was great. Um, he when he speaks English, he sounds like he has an American accent, which was shocking. Like that's pretty he, good, then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like his character is supposed to be like a son of a mobster who spent a lot of time in New York and mm-hmm. married an American uh, Indian. Like, uh, her, her family is from India, and I think she was born in India, too, which is pra- played by Priyanka Chopra, um, also known as Priyanka Chopra Jonas, because mm-hmm. she's married to Nick Jonas. Um, but it is just, like, a really dark, but in, a, in the same way kind of fun film. Uh, kind of like Wolf of Wall Street, but it's darker than Wolf of Wall Street because it's you know murder and and crime involved <laughs> more so than just hedge fund shit. Um, but yeah, that's on Netflix. I highly suggest anyone watch it uh, if if they get a chance. The White Tiger is a it's a phenomenal film. Then uh, John Clark and I went to see One Night in Miami at the Colonial Theater, uh, which is directed by Regina King, which I did not know until the credits started rolling. Okay. Uh, One Night in Miami is essentially a it's, – it's based on a play, and it's uh, essentially a fictional story about uh, uh, NFL linebacker Jim Brown, Malcolm X, uh, Sam Cooke, and Muhammad Ali all meeting one night and, and having a, uh, a party um, – and it kind of goes over like their discussions through that party. Again, it, it is a fictitious night; like this never yeah. happened. But it, it's it's used as a great vehicle to talk about not just the uh, civil rights. A solid uh, group of people to talk to. Or, like, oh yeah, have a conversation too. Yeah, it's it's not exactly about like the it's not the civil rights movements on broad terms. It's civil rights movements viewed from different. African Americans uh, in that mm-hmm. time period, you know, with with Malcolm X being the the civil rights leader, he was Muhammad Ali, kind of right before he officially joins uh, Islam, 
Uh, then you got Sam Cook, who's like a musician, and he he's they say that he like caters to white people too much. That's kind of like his character throughout. Yeah. Um, and kind of adds a nice dynamic there. And then you have Jim Davis, who's kind of like the neutral good throughout. He He's kind of like the one that's like seeing both sides and trying to calm tensions. This is a really phenomenal film. I highly suggest that one is uh, you can see it in theaters, but it is also on Amazon Prime. However, I, I do say, suggest. I thought I, I thought I saw it somewhere else. Yeah, I do suggest going to see it in theaters if you can mm-hmm. uh, financially and also health wise, just because. We need to support theaters. Yes. Uh, but those are all I have watched for this week. Uh, I think you and I both said we don't have any news. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. It's Otherwise, it's going to be really fucking sad news again. But uh, uh, Larry King well. died. Larry it's, King Larry King passed away. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. What, what a setup. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, Larry Larry King had just recently passed away. I think he was 87. Yeah, he died um, of uh, of COVID complications, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, he was either 85 or 87, I forget. But he, yeah. he was, uh, you know, huge in, in television broadcast. I think he was uh, – his show was kind of weird. He was like a journalist but also a talk show host. It's, yeah. It, it, his show was always strange to me. And I, I, never, I had uh, personally never watched him. Um, yeah, you and I, I think, were too young to really like appreciate his show yeah. when it was out. Um, but but yeah. his his work had definitely uh, been bestowed upon a lot of people and uh, yeah. motivated a lot of people to do what they do today. Absolutely. So, uh, other than other than that, sadly, um, we do not have any other real news. Yeah. Other than so, a bunch of fan art on screen rant. <laughs> so let's get into our film, which is a slight upper from that. Uh, and it is called The Untouchables. Selon le contrat, vous disposez également d'une dépendance. Allez debout, Philippe. C'est qui ce type Autour de toi, tout le monde s'inquiète. Bon, il est grand, il est costaud, il a deux bras, deux jambes, un cerveau qui fonctionne, il est en bonne santé. Trop long, là Les gars des cités, ils n'ont aucune pitié. C'est ce que je veux. Aucune pitié. Voilà. C'est bon comme ça Attends. Vous avez fini de jouer, non Eh mais en fait, vous sentez rien du tout, là. Bon appétit. Eh, 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 eh. Ça frise la là, faut envoyer un peu. After he becomes a quadriplegic from a paragliding accident, an aristocrat hires a young man from the projects to be his caregiver. That's how it's done, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Not a single pause or stutter. Just wonderful reading there. I was really hoping you would stutter on the word stutter. <laughs> you know, and just now the... <laughs> we get into the hard part for yeah, me. Yeah, here's which the is, fun one. <laughs> uh, names. Directed by Olivier Nakache, or, or Nakash, could be either. Or Nakachi. Could be Nakachi as well. Probably Nakash. <laughs> Already um, on the broadest of steps. <laughs> uh, directed by Olivier Nakache, Eric T- uh, Toledano, uh, written by both of those two, and based on the autobiographical tale Le Second Souffle by F- uh, Philippe Pozo de Borgo. It is starring Francois Clouzet, Omar Sy, Anne Lee Nye, and Audrey Fleurot. And yeah, that was on Netflix. It is uh, one of the main reasons I picked it is because there's an American film that is based off of this called The Upside with uh, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. And I made that connection way too late, like 
a good two years after the upside came out. One year, however, however long the upside has been out. To be fair, I didn't even know this movie existed. So yeah, well, I knew this this existed, but yeah. uh, the poster for it is not compelling at all. Mm-hmm. So, like looking at the poster, it looks like a very boring film. True. Um, but what we got instead was an extremely heartwarming, fun, f- hilarious. Mm-hmm. film that was just charming from beginning to end uh and um it really kind of drove the point home and, and i i kind of wish i had watched the upside after watching this just to, so i can speak on how that holds up in comparison yeah. uh unfortunately i probably won't do that for a few months but i was very impressed with this film as was I. Um, I had never personally seen The Upside, but I knew about it. Uh, Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. uh, two awesome guys in the in their own rights. But uh, there is there is something about this movie that I feel like I don't almost even have to watch it, except for to really compare it. But like this this one was so genuine, and like all the other words that you said, like it was just so just so fun. Just the two personalities and how they mm-hmm. dealt with this whole situation was was so cool, um, and just the the chemistry between the two the two actors, it was a uh, it's it definitely a, a nice humble humble sit back and watch. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And and the the thing that I love about it. Uh, is that the two characters, the two main guys, uh, F- uh, Philip, uh, Felipe or Felipe and Driss, in any other circumstance, if we're honest, would probably not be friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, like if if uh, Felipe was in a position where he wasn't in need of a caregiver, and wasn't at this point in his life where he was just tired of pity and wanted someone to just treat him normally that they would have never like they might have passed each other on the street and never said a word to each other or like maybe have had even gotten to an argument in in public at some point mm-hmm. uh cuz they they do kind of clash a lot but it's in a very humane way where they are on the same side but ultimately ha- like have disagreements yeah. uh and the one thing that i i enjoyed about this that the American version, the upside, kind of seems to dwell on. Granted, I'm just gra- gathering this from the trailer, so I may not be correct at all. Just from the trailer, it seems like the American version focuses on their race mm-hmm. too much. And this, like, I don't even think it's mentioned even once, except for maybe like when he asks him where his family's from like doesn't ask where he's from just ask where his family's from yeah and um, that, that's also a, a thing just america itself really yeah thinks about more than anything everywhere yeah, else which is unfortunate because really i would just love a film i would love a film like this where it was just like just a fact and not it didn't need to be talked about at mm-hmm. all um and it's just it, the the performances by both Omar Sy and Francois Cluzet were phenomenal. Uh, you know, Omar Sy brought a physicality to his performance yeah. that literally Francois could not bring because he's mm-hmm. supposed to be a quadriplegic. But the physicality of not doing anything was very believable for Francois, if that yeah, makes sense. He, he kept it all in his face and. 
I think even even the smallest little details of just his like small little chuckles that he does instead yeah. of like full like belly laughs really like is is a really nice touch. Like yeah. Omar is is fucking hilarious in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And just his personality you can't really ignore and like obviously Francois can't really do much except for the little chuckles, but it like it makes such a big impact because he can't really do those things. Mm-hmm. But like you could see his genuine happiness when he did like is like uh, yeah. Yeah. Like like you you can tell that you know especially f- further on when they actually are friends that uh Driss played by Omar Sy he's only doing it for that small reaction from uh Philippe mm-hmm. uh and when he gets it he's 100% satisfied and uh going back to the physicality of being non-physical <laughs> the way Francois just lets like in, in a reality sense, he just lets gravity take over if in that situation gravity would take over. Yeah. Specifically when Driss is learning how to put him in the chair and everything and doesn't strap him in and he just kind of like starts to fall out of his chair. It just feels very natural and not forced and and creates a very funny moment in in a situation that many people would probably take way too seriously. Yeah. Um, because it's not like Philippe uh, at this point is past his oh woe is me phase and he's just kind of like trying to live life normally which is 100% why he hires Driss because he doesn't yeah. want the pity uh, and the parts of each other's lives that they show each other just comes out very na- everything about it is just so natural nothing feels forced mm-hmm. Uh you know, it, it, even to the point where uh, Omar Sy's character starts to care, it starts to care in a situation where he think he thinks that uh, Francois may be dying. I'm only saying Francois because I'm tired of probably mispronouncing Felipe. It's Felipe. <laughs> Felipe. Um, Felipe. Uh, but he, you know, he he's kind of for them to get to a point where they can just sit and talk and be alone. He needs to think that he's uh, the guy. He's taking care of is dying mm-hmm. uh, and not just like the burden of a job or anything. Uh, so like everything just flows so naturally throughout and it's just filled with so much joy and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, definitely took me aback with how, how content I was with this movie watching it. Um, obviously a lot of people would probably have a hard time with subtitles and stuff like that, but if you're mm-hmm. just watching it, you just got nothing else to do for sure. Like you're going to pay attention because the chemistry between the two guys and how just fun, how much fun they're having, mm-hmm. and all that. Like you can't really ignore it, and I don't think people should ignore. It. I really wish I had seen the upside, um, just to compare. Like I want to see what Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart would do as well. Yeah, I'm sure that they would deliver something good in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the Upside did not have great reviews. I don't think it had terrible reviews either. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're fairly down the middle. And that happens a lot when um, American remakes are made because, you know, a lot of critics think that they shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of the American audience do not like subtitles, yeah. which is honestly a huge loss to them more than it is the films themselves. It really is. Um, Just because you can't read doesn't mean you can't see? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's... it's. 
it it this it had a lot of like belly laughs too mm-hmm. for me. Uh, so yeah, the upside was a forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but that right there is what we call an oof. Yeah, eighty two percent audience score. So that alone tells you pretty much everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they would do a fine job. Uh, I don't think it'll be as good or as genuine as this one because <laughs> yeah. at that point it is just a cash grab. Um, but I, I love my favorite scene in this, which I believe, if I remember from the trailer, is also in the upside is when they go hang, uh, paragliding. Um, mm-hmm. Just because of their different, like, uh, Philippe, his character has every reason to be afraid of it because he became a quadriplegic in a yeah. uh, paragliding accident. But it's it's Driss that is freaking out throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And just that part made me laugh so much. And he even mentions it. He's like, maybe you've got nothing to be scared of, but this is, I, have, I don't have anything, or you, I have something to lose here. You don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a really funny moment between the two. Another another one. Yeah, absolutely. If anything, that scene is also my only negative, but that is only because you can tell that they were holding GoPros on, on selfie sticks. Yeah. Um, But, the, again, that's me nitpicking. Like, I, I don't like... I don't like when I can be taken out of a film by being able to tell what the thought process was. Or in that situation, you see them take off without anything in their hand, and then they're just holding something in their hand. Yeah. Uh, in in the close-ups, um, but again, like that's such a, a, a nitpick. <laughs> yeah. For this, um, o- overall, like the just the combining of their two worlds was just what this film's about in in my mind is Mm -hmm. like the show that they you can be friends with people from different backgrounds it might take some crazy circumstances but you could be i think uh other hilarious moments for this were like when it was just uh driss's character like just doing shit around either like the mansion or just like doing stuff for Felipe's family or just like him period but not him involved mm-hmm. like with the assistant every interaction with the assistant was hilarious maybe maybe a little too much but like it was it was hilarious moments because yeah. he, he was trying so hard to like get with this this assistant um, and she's just knocking him down and at like the end of it it turns out she's like a lesbian and he's just like oh well so no goodbye kiss then okay <laughs> Yeah, so, like, it's, it's it's just a really funny moment to just lead to like her just definitely not being interested. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I feel like that is less cringy for French people. Yeah, uh, just because they're more open about sex and everything than Americans are. But it it does kind of cross the 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 line of like the Me Too movement and everything. Yeah, um, not that like you ever felt like he's not in a position of power here no. so it's, it's he's not like abusing any powers or anything but it ca- it can be seen as crossing that line yeah he's not he's not like he's not forcing himself on her in any way he's just hitting yeah. on her and being like oh, well, you know you know but like it, but it also makes if, him look more stupid than it, it does yeah. humiliate her so yeah, that's that's what I, if if like Americans saw this, they'd probably throw a fit and just be like, "Well, yeah. she said no." But I, I mean, from this like from this movie, it's 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 a movie. They're having they're having fun. She she knows he knows. They're both consenting yeah. adults about it. They're she having fun. she straight up slaps him at one point yeah. too. 
which was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, he, and then when um when like he's like picking on the uh, the daughter's like boyfriend because I I guess they broke up or something, and he's like, you make sure you bring her croissants every day, and like the they boyfriend does. But yeah. he also called her a slut, Oof. which is which was the part that he took. Uh, yeah, he he took uh, offense with. Mm-hmm. So he like was he's kind of like bullying a kid around. He's like, "You well, you're gonna come, you're gonna come by every day, and you're gonna bring her croissants." And he's like, "Chocolate or plain?" He's like, "Doesn't matter." And yeah. like the kid never sees her, but then he brings he brings croissants every day. Yeah, and it's pretty funny. And then yeah. the, like then the the one the one lady's like, "Well, make sure you bring some other things tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, you so, can tell that they're just eating it, and they're yeah. probably not even getting to the daughter. <laughs> so just like a lot of things, when the two aren't together, still makes for a lot of fun movie. Oh yeah, um, even when it's just not the the two the duo. Uh, yeah, I mean I I really enjoyed this this movie. Like same uh, here. Pat on the back, Mike. Good job. Oh, thanks. You did yourself. Because I, I, I had things to do with this movie and didn't just pick it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Same. Same. So, that brings us to the judgment. Does The Untouchables make it onto the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden? I am going to say yes. I, I think we've kind of... I don't want to say we hyped this movie up because I think it's deserving of everything we said, but mm-hmm. it is a solid, fun film. Uh, and a lot of the films we do watch tend to be depressing just because just I like depressing movies. That's true. Uh, so the fact that we have a nice heartwarming one on the shelf is very nice, or potentially on the shelf depending on what you say. Uh, I have no idea what it could be. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the shelf, buddy. Come on. <laughs> What was that? I'm sorry. It's on the shelf, buddy. It's on on. the shelf. Okay. So the Untouchables makes it on the shelf with the likes of Handmaiden and uh, When Angels Sleep. That's another random one that I remember putting on the shelf. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That brings us to our plugs. My plug this week, honestly, it's a cop-out. And I fully admit it's a cop-out. Wow. But I feel like we need it now more than ever. My plug for this week is just movie theaters in general. That's true. That's if you a got a movie plug. theater near you, I guarantee you they have steps in place mm-hmm. to make sure it is clean and safe and everyone can leave happy and healthy. Uh, maybe go during a slower time, but otherwise, I think you will all be safe if you go see a movie. So go to a movie theater and just watch a movie. Mm-hmm. If you're worried about people, go on a weeknight. There's yeah. no one ever there on weeknights, even when COVID's not a thing. So. Usually, yeah. even early, early mornings, if they do have early mornings. I think yeah. they really have afternoon shows more more or than anything. Yeah, I think but they're only down like two or three sets now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But my go plug, support your movie theaters, go, Yes, support your movie theaters and, you know, they will stop pushing things back if we support movie theaters. So, support movie theaters. Do it. Do All it! Right. So, for my plug, it's going to be a little, little kind of segue in a way this is going to be something that i personally have to see in movie theaters and if if it comes to it and theaters still aren't open for this by god i'll I'll have to watch it on hbo max but godzilla versus kong trailer just dropped Mm -hmm. two days ago and my god i'm not lying to you i might have watched it like 30 times now (laughs) I don't know what it is. Like uh, the Godzilla movies have been fantastic as far as like you know the fight scenes and everything. As long as it's been the monsters, they've been they've been great movies. I could obviously take away 
the human parts of it except for Brian Cranston. Um, and then Kong Kong was an excellent movie too in its fights and all that that stuff too and Sam Jackson was freaky. But we finally have Godzilla vs. Kong. And there's a lot going on in the trailer. I dissected the living shit out of it, and my eyes are probably bleeding. I have to check up, up on them again. Yeah, I can but, actually hear them from now. They're yeah, dripping. Yeah, just rampaging, yeah. guzzling out of my eyes. Gross. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. That's going to be my plug. It's yeah. a movie I have to see in theaters. I would need to, and I well, bet you by next week I'll probably rewatch all the movies again. This is our only chance. Yeah, John Clark and I are planning on seeing it in theaters because mm. uh, at the very least, AMC will be open because they financially cannot close again yeah. or else they're gone for good. Yeah, so You can invite me to that bracket, oh, too. I, I, will, I will invite you to that. We're going to go see it in IMAX. I was about to say, the closest IMAX I need it in my eyes yeah. to stop the bleeding. Mainly, I already know still. which one we're going to go to if Regals aren't open at that <laughs> point. So, All right. We're going to do it. So... Those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to our assignment for next week. Lungeman Button, mm-hmm. it is your turn to um, tell us what to watch. I'll be dead honest. I didn't know what to pick. I'm rampaging. I'm I'm siphoning oh, man, through the garbage. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you pick. Okay. <laughs> it's like no, I'm not. I, I found one, but I, <laughs> I I have no idea what the movie's about. I've honestly never heard of it, but I like the cast, and uh, I'll take that more than anything. I found mm-hmm. this on Hulu, and it is called. Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys. Mm-hmm. And it is Wonder Boys. An English professor tries to deal with his wife leaving him, the arrival of his editor who has been waiting for his book for seven years, and a various and the various problems that <sighs> so his, close. Oh my god, and the various problems that his friends and associates and involve him in. Is all of that single space? You're not one of those writers that has a success, freezes up, and never has another one. Does this sound like anyone we know? Nobody teaches a writer anything. You tell them what you know, you tell them to find their voice and stay with it. So, uh, uh, how's the book? Don't touch it. It's directed by Curtis Hansen, written by Michael Chabon. Uh, 
and that's the novel. The screenplay is written by Steve Cloves. It's uh, starring Michael Douglas, Tobey Maguire, Francis McDormand, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Kate, or Jr., Katie Holmes, Rip Torn. There's a lot of people in this movie, and that's the main thing that really attracted this to me. I was like, there's a lot of people in this movie. And the poster's kind of freaking me out because it's Michael Douglas with his glasses down to like the tip of his nose, kind of just staring with his hand in his palm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the poster, but we'll see. Uh, it's freaking me out. I It's got pretty good ratings. So I was like, yeah. the cast, the rating's pretty good. Hopefully, it's pretty good. Yeah. Now, I honestly didn't check to see if you watched this or not. I have not seen it. I didn't even know it existed. This is the yeah. first time I'm hearing about it. See, same. Uh, 7.2 on IMDb, 73 Metacritic score. Uh, so, yeah, I think, oh, it won an Oscar as well. Ooh. Uh, Oscar for Best Music, Original Song, which was Bob Dylan. I mean. Yeah, can't go wrong. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be Wonder Boys on Hulu. Hulu. That is our assignment for next week. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we decide whether or not Michael Douglas is hitting on us in this poster or if he's just being uh, cool... Maybe not cool. Nice uncle, grandpa, whatever you want to call like, him. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spot you five dollars, nephew. But also, <laughs> he's probably hitting on us. <laughs> yeah, come sit on my lap. <laughs> come sit on my lap with this five dollars, nephew. All right, bye everybody. Bye bye.